Hey, it's Jesse. We've been giving you so little Jordan Jesse Go that we thought we'd kind of overfill the tank this week, so we split the show into two pieces. Here's the calls from this week's Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. And this is Jasper T. Redbone. Ooh. Oh, nice. that was good. That I was do. nice. That was really very nice. very musical. <laughs> Can we, we should have we should make our maybe the host of our mixtape. Maybe it could be mixed by Kid Capri, hosted by Jasper T. Redbone. Ooh. Right. How about, what about this? <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there as a possibility. I would do it, man. What about this, Jordan Morris. Cha cha cha. Think about that. Pretty good, huh? That is pretty good. Jasper, you got to admit, that's pretty good. That is good. Look at me. I'm a mixtape over here. (laughs) (laughs) Some kind of mixtape. Jordan, what are you? Some kind of mixtape? Yeah. Hey, nice exclusive freestyles. Yeah. Okay. uh, Telephone calls, shall we? Uh, So we've got a couple of sort of open issues on the show right now. Um, Number one, Jordan Jesse Go, the video game. I got a great email from uh, the video game creator. He's got a lot of... Uh, good ideas and guidelines that I'm going to post up on the website. I haven't even emailed them back yet. been very busy. But uh, as predicted last week, um, there was a discussion about the possibility of creating a Jordan Jesse Go video game. And um, uh, Kevin Pereira said, this is something we should sticky on the message board. And you know what I said back to him? We don't need to sticky it because it's going to stay up at the top of the message board because it's going to be such a hot topic. Guess what happened? I was proven absolutely correct. This topic has been red hot. There's all kinds of awesome ideas. There's been a, a really good, uh, a really good discussion of um, uh, the idea of maybe alternating levels where you play one level as me and one level as you. Sure. Uh, there's been a discussion of, for example, my power up being bunny calendars. But the problem is, if you get my power up, which is bunny calendars, it weakens Jordan. And if Jordan gets his power-up, which is (laughs) flip-flops, it weakens me. Just one of the many exciting possibilities of the Jordan Jesse Go video game that are going, that are in heavy discussion on the forum right now. Very excited about it. Um, We've actually gotten a couple of additional calls for people who have ideas for creative interpretations of uh, Jordan Jesse Go. I should remind our listeners here, that uh, we have the we give the green light or the red light to these. Yeah, you can't don't just, just do them. Don't just go around interpreting our our work without getting the go ahead from us. Yeah, we're like the studio. We're like the uh, Harvey and whatever the other Weinstein is called. Josh, Jake, Jake Weinstein, Jake Weinstein. Yeah, I think it's probably Jake Weinstein, Josh Weinstein, Josh Weinstein, like Jarb. This. I think it's Jarb Weinstein, Jarb Weinstein. Oh, jar of wine. Oh, jar of wine. Yeah. Jordan and Jesse, this is Brian Hogg from Ontario, Canada. Uh, an idea for the uh, Jordan and Jesse creative interpretation. Now, I'm a puppeteer, so I'm going to say a puppet show. Um, any kind of puppet show will do, but my specific idea is you and Jordan, or pardon me, uh, the pair of you are in the 1930s. You're working for the president. You're solving mysteries in probably a sepia-toned attire. Uh, those are my three things. Uh, keep up the great work. Bye. Maybe he's maybe he's in a, like a, some sort of respirator for his polio. Yeah, or an iron lung. <laughs> yeah, an iron lung. I like it. Jasper, you got anything to add on to this puppet show idea? Nah, man. It's perfect. 
<laughs> You're right. You're right. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I'm gonna give the go ahead to the '30s puppet show. Okay, so but who's gonna write it? We I don't have time to write this yeah. shit. We have to hire a. I don't trust Brian Hogg to write it. That's Brian Hogg, the uh, puppeteer behind Dot Boom. That's okay. his video puppeting podcast. I don't think he has our voices. Do you think he can he can nail our voices? Yeah. You know who we should get? Who should we get? Neil LeBute. Yeah, let's get Neil LeBute. I you think know I'll what? capture how cruel I am. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. If there's one word that I would describe, that we used to describe us, it would be misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> Horrific misogyny. Neil LeBute will just write something if you ask him, right? Mm, yeah, I think Neil, Neil LeBute just takes suggestions. Yeah, someone just suggested, hey, direct the Wicker Man remake. <laughs> and he did it. Did he really direct the yeah, Wicker Man Yeah, he totally did. On the plus side, we could get that uh, that really handsome guy that's always in Neil LeBute movies. What's that guy called? Uh, <laughs> Aaron Eckhart? Yeah, Aaron Eckhart. I could, get, I could get Aaron Eckhart to play me. Well, I think I want him to play me. Mm, what if he just plays both of us? It's a puppet show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two different voices. Yeah, he's pretty versatile. Wait, are we giving the go-ahead to the puppet show? Yes. Yes, but we're going to have to put it into development. Yeah. I think we're putting this into development because we got to we got Yeah, welcome to development script. hell, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Next thing you know, you might be in turnaround. We'll see. Yeah, you need to be in turnaround. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Chris from Boston. Uh, I just wanted to call to ask for permission if I could do some Choose Your Own Adventure episodes of Jordan Jesse Go. Um, thank you. I'd appreciate it. Uh, bye. I don't believe this is even possible. Yep, do it. I think this is completely <laughs> unrealistic. I think we're going to end up blowing our entire development budget on developing a Choose Your Own Adventure audio system, as well as robotic Jesse and Jordan voices to create all the different possibilities of the discussion. Yeah, man, that's some big ideas. I, well, that's what we're shooting for, Jasper. Yeah, I, we're, this isn't, this isn't, we're not bullshitting well, I, around. I didn't know it would be an audio thing. I thought it would be a tiny thing that you would buy at the book fair. Oh, like it's a little book from the book fair. Yeah. The Scholastic Book Fair. Mm-hmm. What about this? Do you think, I think if he's going to do it, I want it to be interactive fiction. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like uh, Escape from Zork or whatever that... <laughs> Return to Zork? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it going to be like a, like a PC game? Yeah, exactly. Like a Mist or a... He could... Well, well, it doesn't have to be on the PC. It could be on the Mac. He could make it in HyperCard. Okay. It's another possibility. He could yeah. use HyperCard to make it. And, you know, we he... already have a video game coming, though. That's, I, I don't know. I, I, and I prefer the platform, the platformer to the text-based adventure. Oh, you, you, like, you like the pure text, huh? No, I no don't, I you're don't. saying you like pure text for this suggestion because you already said you already gave it to go ahead. No, yeah, no, I, you know, you know, yes, text-based video game is fine. Oh, if you can make it, okay, make a Jordan Jesse go choose your own adventure um, for those graphing calculators. Yes, there we go. That's it. That's it. That's the full graphing calculators. <laughs> High school students need need a Jordan Jesse go based game to play in their algebra class. Yeah. yeah. Their trigonometry class, their geometry class, their we we're gonna be Trig the new two. we're gonna be the new dope wars. <laughs> you know how people would always be telling you about dope wars that they play on their calculator. It's like a game yes. where you're a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I, we're giving it the go-ahead, but we're going to need somebody to uh, help you out technologically speaking. So this will, you know, if you if you have the skills to create a choose-your-own-adventure text-based video game. Uh, we've already got an author for you here. Uh, let's put these two together on the uh, Maximum Fun forums uh, in the thread for, for this week's program. This one comes from the news category. Hey, it's Jordan Jesse Go. This is 
Dill from Detroit, Michigan, and I just thought I should let you know of a very exciting event. I just read in the newspaper today that there is going to be a Cootie Tang 2, and because, Jesse, I know in particular you're a big fan of that movie, like the original, you would enjoy that. So, love the show, guys. Talk to you later. Yeah. Are you? No, you're not serious. Cootie 2. Cootie Tang 2. Cootie 2. Separate time, my damies. That news is the Pontoni. Wait, is that, I want a confirmation on this. Okay, so seems unlikely. I got uh, first of all, I didn't believe it. Okay, I didn't believe it was I'm, real. I don't believe it currently. And I'll to give you a couple of reasons why. Uh, number one, Louis C.K., who wrote and directed the film, he's up to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, got a new comedy special coming out. Got a lot of big things happening in his career. Uh, number two, Chris Rock's up to other shit. You know. Um, now, granted, Lance Crowther, who starred in the film as Pootie Tang, he's probably not up to that much. You know, maybe he's doing a stand-up tour or something like that. But Lance maybe Crowther P- could probably... Pootie Tang cons, he mostly yeah. works at. <laughs> Pootie con. Um, <laughs> Pootie con. <laughs> um, so it, I wasn't sure about it. So I looked it up on the internet, and I just searched on the internet for Pootie Tang 2. Um, this is what this It's going to be a flash animation series, isn't it? This is what it is. Apparently, uh, Chris Rock told a college newspaper that he would like to make Pootie Tang 2. Oh. Mm. Uh, and I think it was probably the quote was out of context that I saw, but I'm guessing that it was in the context of the person interviewing saying, Oh man, oh man, I would love to see Pootie Tang too. And Chris Rock going, Yeah, sure, me too. I loved Pootie Tang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is the only reasonable response to telling somebody that you'd love to see Pootie Tang too is, Yes, sure. I love Pootie Tang. Because Pootie Tang's fucking amazing and great. But the downside of it is that I think it made about $10 <laughs> mm. <laughs> between video and the, the theaters. And also, to be frank, as a movie, it barely makes sense. Like, it's barely a movie. Yeah, man, but it has that cult following. Yeah, no, um, I'm a member of this yeah. cult following. <laughs> you know who the world's biggest Pootie Tang fan is? You, maybe you guys didn't know this. Maybe you guys thought it was maybe Louis C.K. Oh, himself or Chris Pootie, Rock. Yeah, I was to say Pootie Tang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually not Pootie. It's my mom. Wow. My, me and my mom went to see Pootie Tang in the theater um, in San Francisco when it was in the theaters. And... Um, I think it might be my mom's favorite movie ever. Wow. (laughs) Because it really hit my mom's sweet spot of humor because my mom does not understand jokes. And it's not because she's not a smart woman. She's actually a very smart woman. It's not because she's not a good humored woman because she's actually an extremely good humored woman and laughs a lot and is a lot of fun and all that kind of shit. But she just doesn't really know what a joke is. In her mind, what a joke is is a funny word that she made up or heard or something that kind of rhymes with something else. Uh, <laughs> and so basically... Your mom a baby. That's Do the, you have baby mom? But Jordan, that's the premise of Pootie Tang. Oh. What I just described is basically... I mean, sure, there are some jokes in Pootie Tang, but mostly it's just what if there was nonsense words instead of real words? 
And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I got for Christmas or her birthday, I think one year I got her, uh, Louis used to sell, uh, Pootie Tang posters autographed by him on his website. So I got her one of those. She has it framed and she has it on the wall of her office behind her desk uh, at the college where she is a professor. Nice. And people come in and they are flabbergasted. They do not know what to make. Uh, that's great. Of this 61-year-old <laughs> white woman with the giant poster, autographed Pootie Tang poster directly behind her desk. Nah, that's beautiful. Actually, you know what? The one thing that my mom may be as, as big a fan of as uh, Pootie Tang? Hmm. Jasper Red. My mom is also one of the world's biggest Jasper Red fans. She, oh yeah, she saw Jasper at some one of one of at some show maybe that we did with him or something. Maybe, maybe my Santa Cruz show or something like that. Yeah. She thinks Jasper is the funniest thing since sliced bread. Hmm. She's yeah. ambivalent about basically anything else I've ever shown her. Like she'll be enthusiastic about it because they're my friend or I think they're funny. You know what yeah, I mean? Man, she's, yeah, I appreciate her laughs, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mama Thorne. I think we saw Jasper. Well, she saw Jasper and, and, and Brent Weinbach at something that we put together. She was just completely baffled by Brent Weinbach. She <laughs> did not think it was even like she thought Brent Weinbach was a nice young man when she met him. You know, because she has a, you know, she's she's she likes a nice nice young man like Brent Weinbach. But in terms of his humor, it meant nothing to her. She didn't hate it. It just didn't mean anything. To her, it was just she might as well have been talking in nonsense talk, except for the fact that if he had been talking in nonsense talk, she would have loved it and thought it was the greatest comedy ever, like the movie <laughs> Booty Tang. Yeah, that's, that's, that's common amongst the Wild Bach experience. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, let's take another call here. Uh, hey guys, uh, this is Chris from Boston. I was just calling because Jesse, you have a lot of chances on the show to talk about rap, uh, which is good because rap is good, uh, and Scott is not. But Jordan, you never get a chance to defend yourself when Scott comes up. So I thought it'd be uh, you know nice in the show for Jordan to just explain his journey, you know why he likes Scott, does he still like it? Just talking about it because he doesn't really get a chance to, and I, I don't think it's very fair. But, uh, thank you guys. Before you say anything, Jordan. Sure. Number one, I want to point out that earlier in the show, I made fun of your taste in ska. Sure. It was specifically in anticipation of this phone call. Oh, wow. I'm a crew okay. person. Gotcha. I remembered that this phone call was on okay. the docket. I just thought you were one. Just wanting to be more mean. And number two, while Jordan certainly did co-host a ska-themed <laughs> radio program in college. Sure. It's not as exclusive musical interest as I understand it, so I just wanted that to come from oh, thank you. come from an outside voice before you defended the indefensible. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, let's uh, here. Yeah. Well, I'll t- I'll tell you a little bit about my experience with uh, ska music. Um, you grew uh, up in Jamaica in the 1950s and 60s. Exactly. I was very poor. Uh huh. Um, you know, lots of. Eventually, he discovered the reverb effect. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of. I had a lot of police beatings. Yeah. Um, anyways, no, no. So okay, I, um, I, I grew up in Orange County. I got into high school in 1996, which was uh-huh. when the uh, when the big uh, uh, the third the third, third wave the third wave trend came along. Um, anyways, and and uh, Orange County, where I grew up, uh, especially is a real real bland place. Um, it's real bland, real strip molly. Um, you know, not, uh, not a lot going on. And uh, I remember specifically, unless you're the, like Lowe's Home Centers. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there was definitely the the um, 
you know, the little, and I, and I think this is probably everywhere too. I don't mean to make this exclusive to Orange County, but I mean, I'm sure that everyone, you know, who's a little, you know, who's a little bit culturally savvy in their high school feels like everybody's dumb. And then there's the, you know, the, and then there's the pocket of punk rock kids, you know, there's yeah. the little pocket of punk rock kids who hangs out under the stairs or something. And I remember specifically making friends, um, with one of them for some reason, I forget what it was anyways, but they all had on, you know, uh, pants that they had made into shorts and crazy colored hair and just seemed like the coolest people in the world to me. It was definitely the first, like, experience I had had with, you know, you know, people who, you know, and they were all very funny and uh, some of them drove. And, um, <laughs> you know, and I remember real specifically going, you know... Jasper's got this really thoughtful look on his face right now, like, that's how I got into school. <laughs> <laughs> Go, continue. Yeah, continue. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I remember, you know, one of them for the first time saying, like, hey, we're going to a, we're going to a concert, you know, or yeah, uh, uh, we're going to a show, said show specifically. Yeah, show. That's a big thing to say show instead of concert Absolutely. in high school. Absolutely. And uh, he's like, you want to go to a show? And then we, you know, we got in this dude's Jeep and we listened to No Effects the whole way. And we went to this, you know, we drove out to like Fullerton or somewhere, you know, kind of deep in the middle of Orange County. And it was just like a, it was just a high school gym that had, you know, five ska bands at it and you know all the girls were cute and had knee-length skirts and converse and like you know uh you know and and it was and it was fun and everybody you know and we moshed and we danced and it was this like it was a real big thing for me it was totally like oh and and it was something that i could go back to school and kind of be into you know it was like it's like like oh yeah well enjoy uh you know uh god what was what was popular on the radio back then um I don't couldn't yeah, even yeah. tell you. Nineteen ninety five. What was the what was just on Alterna Radio back I then? Never really listened to the Alterna Radio, yeah. so Alanis Morissette. Yeah, Alanis Morissette. Like, yeah. hey, enjoy your Alanis Morissette. Um, you know, I just got done seeing Save Ferris and like, what's that? I'm like, Well, you know, it's a band and it has horns and I totally had something, you know. Yeah. It was a secret little thing. It was totally this and you know, and I guess eventually it, it blew up and got super obnoxious, but totally like in high school to me, like that was you know, and I could be an aficionado about this and get like, you know, you know, and like put in a put in like the demo to a band when I was in my car. Like, oh, oh this is a great, you know, this is a great cassette demo of a band and feel just like uh, totally cool. So, yes, I mean, you know, in hindsight, all that dumb Orange County ska music is dumb. <laughs> you know, it was totally dumb music, but it was so important to me. It was just like how, you know, I just felt like I was transcending my lot in life, you know. And um and yeah, I totally helped host the uh the ska college radio show in college, and not so much because I was still super into ska, but because I kind of felt like I was an aficionado on it and can kind of be can kind of do a not dumb job. You could you it. could kind of like match the level of the other college radio DJs that were into like industrial or like whatever they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Like I could be I could be as diverse and wide, you know cast a wide net over ska music as the, you know, guys who host the metal shows or something. You know, can I say some one thing about ska music yes, that I've been can. thinking about lately? So I've been listening uh, sometimes to a rock and roll CD by a band called Band of Bees. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Band of Bees, they have horns in their music. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if they're, I don't, I don't think they have horns in the band, but their, their CD um, certainly the, has horns yeah. in them. And, um, and I'm like, you know what? I really like horns. 
Yeah. And so with ska music, I'm of two feelings. One is, hey, good for you. Way to have horns in your band. But yeah. then the other, on the other side of it is, hey, way to fuck up horns for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But, it, you know, I mean, the, the, listening to a, a, in hindsight, listening to a CD of ska music is a little bit dumb. But, man, you know, if you're 13 and yeah. you're fucking around at a ska concert, like, what's more fun than that? Yeah, well, fair enough. I was gonna, actually, you know, God, I, I was going to maybe try to point to some good musicianship in ska music. Um, but nothing's coming up off the top. Yeah, I, I guess I, when I was that age, I was mostly listening to Parliament. Yeah. That was, like, my main thing. <laughs> I was really into Parliament at the time. I didn't even really get that much into, that much into hip-hop with, you know, a few exceptions here and there. Um, until I was like 16, 17, something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. What kind of music did you listen to when you were like 14, Jasper? Oh, rap. Rap, 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 rap. rap. That's oh. That's, that's the one where the people are talking instead of singing, right? Nah, uh, rap music. Rap oh, music. Yeah. I don't really think it's music. Yeah. <laughs> it's not music in my opinion. I'm Not in my opinion. What kind I mean, of they music? They often use sampling. They don't even have their own bands, guys. Yeah, they don't even write they their own music. They don't make their own music. Jasper, this sounds really questionable to me. Yeah, I don't know about this rap music. Yeah, I don't know. What can I see? Okay, let's take another call here. My name is Adam. I'm from Portland. I just got off a plane. I sit next to a guy. Spent the whole time laughing pretty hard watching Jackass 2 on his iPod. I thought that was pretty fucking ridiculous. Now, it's rare that I will play a call in order to disagree with the person <laughs> who called in. Okay. And I want to make clear that Jackass, I don't really watch it because a lot of times they'll do something gross that I don't want to watch. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want to watch it. It bothers me more than any other, you know, it just just grosses me out more than it gives me pleasure. Mm -hmm. That said... I'm an active supporter of Jackass. Absolutely. Me too. I think they are very new sincerity. I think that they're do they work really hard to think of new ridiculous things to do, um, and while I'm not into gross shit and that kind of ruins watching it for me, um, because that's you know every fourth thing that they do or fifth thing that they do is something super gross with, instead of the poop or a barf exactly um, or a balls. But we want to, but I want to be clear the uh, maximumfund.org Jordan Jesse go the sound of young America. We support Jackass because there needs there should be more, not less people going around doing ridiculous things. Yeah, it's real. I I I that I think that second Jackass movie is real good. There's it's real creative, and there's that there's that big dance number at the end. There's this big like MGM style dance number. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's real easy to look at Jackass and say like, oh, that's the number one, you know, signal of the dumbing down of America. But like, you know, yeah, some of it's and like it's you know. The the artfulness I don't know there's a certain artfulness to it and the aesthetic of it is real nice and the music is appropriate and I don't know it's uh it's got a lot of heart and in it's a actually funny, way. funny yeah it's like they do stuff that it is dumb but how many people will actually do it yeah and they you and, know it's and like it's, and it's not just dumb like it's dumb but it's they they've innovative in their dumbness right. yeah that's what it is like. <laughs> So yeah, so I, I want to say I so. This it. guy calling is clearly a you know, clearly a, 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 a you know kind of a cultural snob like we are. Like I we mean, are, definitely. no doubt about it. I want to say we just spend forty five minutes talking about it. <laughs> sure, absolutely. I want to say maybe there's there's better there's better places to turn your aggression. Um, 
T, you know, TMZ, anything celebrity yeah. news related. Celebrity news, just uh, focusing on that. Uh, yeah, sure. That's far worse than Jackass. VH1. Yeah, VH1 anything. Mm-hmm. Anything on the entire channel, basically. So, yeah, so there are there far far more evil things in the uh, cultural world than Jackass. Okay, here's a, here's a question that I think might have, the caller might have intended to call it into Savage Love, uh, the Savage Love podcast <laughs> All right. with Dan Savage. Here but, we go. And so we're completely unqualified to answer it, but I'm really looking forward uh, to answering it. It's a, very, uh, it's a very sincere question as well. Sure. Hi, Jordan, Jessica. Um, my name is Emily. I'm 19. I go to school in Chicago. And uh, I was wondering, well, I'm basically straight. Um, I mean, I've had a couple boyfriends, but I've never gone out with a girl or anything. And recently I started to notice that there are a couple girls I'd be interested in, you know, experimenting with. And I've heard that that's a kind of normal thing to do in college, but I don't really know how normal, you know. And I was wondering if I could get your advice, since you guys seem like straight, normal, cool guys, uh, as to, like, if you would think it was weird to go out with a girl um, after she'd been with another girl. Okay, that's all. Thanks so much. Now, we went to, Jordan and I went to college at UC Santa Cruz. Sure. Um, where, it, to a certain, there is a certain extent to which it would be weird to go out with a girl who had never gone out with a girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like this is, this is a, this is a call that calls for the same kind of enthusiasm that we brought to the guy, to the call from the guy who called in because his momentous occasion was, it was the first time he had ever, uh, cross-dressed in public. Mm -hmm. Just, I, I mean, I don't mean to put too fine a point on it, but I feel like just do whatever you want. Like, it's Chicago. It's not like you live in... It sounded like maybe more her concern was future dating of guys i and honestly even in my opinion number one there will be two kinds of guys that you will face with this issue Mm -hmm. okay number one is uh an enlightened person who is comfortable in the 21st century and uh with other people who who may or may not be slightly different than him uh, which is the kind of guy that you generally would want to be dating uh, that person will be completely not bothered by it and won't worry them at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other kind is uh, the mook who may or may not be made uncomfortable by uh, even the suggestion of homosexuality. And honestly, even that guy, that guy is probably pretty well known for being into that anyway. <laughs> like that's the kind of guy who goes like, who goes like, oh man, she's totally been with a chick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the only person that you're going to alienate with this... Fellas, it looks like I'm going to be the first guy in our group of bros to hit the hat trick. Or <laughs> something like that. Exactly. <laughs> like, the only person, the only dude that you could be going out with that you might alienate with this is, like, maybe somebody who's, like, really deeply and sincerely morally opposed to that behavior. And even that person, if it's in the past, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I can say pers- like I've, I've dated several girls who have had, you know, v- you know, various, you know, Damn. similar histories. Several. Yeah, and no, I actually say <laughs> I would say that. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe half. Um, and let's be uh, j- just so the audience knows. Sure. Y- have Jordan and I kissed? 
Yes. We've kissed. We have kissed. We've gay kissed. We, no, and um yeah, it's 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 never been it's never been gross or weird to me. Um yeah, I mean basically just, here's the thing. Like whether, And at no point have I tried to arrange the hat trick. Yeah, I, you know. If you're in 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 I feel like in unless you're in some way like hurting other people or something like that like it's just really important to just be the person that you are and if you're not sure about what exactly person that you are when you're you know 19 years old is a great person to great time to find out yeah you know what i mean especially college in chicago you know it's like it doesn't sound like doesn't sound like you're you know in danger of being beat up or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. And if you if you are in a situation where you're in danger of being beat up, then I am all for uh, just doing what you can to get out of that situation. You know what I mean? Like I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, you know gay teenagers who just live for the day when they turn eighteen and go drive or fly away somewhere to college or something like that. Mm-hmm. And fucking, I am all for that. Just, you know, like, I just think you got to do what you have to do to be the person that you are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Don't so, fight the feeling. Yeah. No, and I, and I think that it's also worth mentioning that that future guy dating, a guy who was really bothered by this is probably... Probably, it's probably a good litmus test for who's a desirable person to be with anyways. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, if for some... I, hopefully you don't you know, really fall for a guy and then reveal your, you know, past same-sex sexual experiences, and then that's a, a deal-breaker for, like, like, well, this relationship was going fucking perfectly, and then you had to, you know... Mention that you once made out with a person of the same gender. Yeah, yeah so... You briefly I mean, dated someone of the same gender. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, so, yeah, maybe... You, maybe that God even, forbid, when you were in late adolescence, mm-hmm. you questioned your identity and set out <laughs> on a quest to find out who you really were. God forbid someone should go through that when they were an adolescent. Yeah, right. Anyway, so yeah, no, maybe even uh, it's probably even a good thing to have under your belt. So as to yeah, only one way to find co- out, test right? Test the coolness of future dates. Yeah, we say we say we say we give that that one the enthusiastic uh, the enthusiastic green light. Yeah. So like when I go out with a girl. <laughs> never mind. I was gonna. I, that was that was a dumb tangent to go on. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Let's let's go move to. We've got two momentous occasions uh, for this week. I was going to say something like like hopefully uh, hopefully she can quote at least three lines from Billy Madison. This is the same thing. That, uh, never mind. It doesn't even make sense, Jordan. No, I was going to try to anyway. It's fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try to explain. I'll, I'll write it down. I'll keep you around for now, huh? Thank you. Hi, Jordan. Jesse, go. I know you like to have people call when momentous events happen, and I just had one happen about. Uh, 10 minutes ago, in that I was making myself a snack uh, using my toaster oven, and it started on fire uh, while I was in the kitchen. And I managed to put out the fire using only my wits and a box of baking soda. And the even more impressive thing is I managed to do this without waking up my roommate, who works nights and was sleeping in the very next room. So I managed not to burn the place down and not wake up my roommate. Um, and I'm throwing out the toaster oven. So there's your event. I recently put out a fire with some baking soda, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was so awesome. That is a serious achievement. 
Yeah, man. Baking soda is very helpful. You got that baking soda there. It's ready. You're looking at it. You're thinking, oh, man, fire. Watch out. When you come, I've got some baking soda, and I know what to do. After I throw it on the fire, I'm going to throw it in the car. Make the bad smell go away. <laughs> exactly. Hooey, man. That is a, that is a winner. Gonna Congratulations. I'm going to create a volcano with my friend Vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to make some crack. <laughs> then crack <laughs> with my friend regular cocaine yeah, mm-hmm. my, my friend regular cocaine and, and some pyrex and doug <laughs> who brings it <laughs> hello gordon and presley giving a call i got a outstanding life achievement in my uh course of attributes what i'm doing in my lifetime my span lifespan I gave up meat. I just saw uh, the This American Life, uh, the, the last episode on the first season, where, like, they, yeah, it's gnarly, man, like, uh, impregnate the pigs and the pigs and the uh, crap lagoon underneath them. Um, and it freaked me out so much that uh, I've given up meat. I'm a vegetarian. Uh, first of all, I wanted to play that because a lot of people have been calling in and using some kind of jokey greeting, often about the f- f- somehow talking to or greeting Go. Yeah, that was a good one. I like the wrong names. The but wrong Gordon, but- Gordon and Presley. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm all for that. Yeah, when, for, <laughs> yeah. From now on, when you people call, just use uh, just use different names for us. We'll know. It's, it's, we don't share the answering machine with any other show. It sounds to me like the real mistake he made was seeking knowledge. Yeah, you know what I mean. That was the yeah. That's the, that's that's why I try and keep away from anything PETA related. Yeah. If I try, if uh, if I notice that it's going to somehow deal with the cruelty of animals, I just watch something else. Yeah, because that's my literally one of the I would say my ten favorite things in the world is eating the flesh of other beasts. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you know, there's like orgasms, there's like, you sure. know, nice day when it's like, when it's like not too hot, not too cool, like maybe like in a springtime in Santa Cruz kind of thing. Like gotcha, sure. It's like 70, Balmy. 77 and like the air's really fresh, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then meat, you know, pretty much. Yeah. Nice, nice pocket squares up there, you know, but like, um, I just love meat so much. Actually, the other day I met the kind of vegetarian that I have always wanted to meet. And I can't remember who it was, but I just remember how happy I was to meet this person. It was a person who doesn't eat meat unless, uh, they're over at someone's house or at a restaurant where, uh, meat is what's being served. So they'll just they'll make an exception for politeness. Yeah, I mean, and because the, com- not, the comfort of everyone they're with. I mean, here's the thing: like, if if you don't eat meat for religious reasons, for example, um, you know, like if you're, you know, you don't eat the the meat from cloven hooved animals or whatever, <laughs> like that is that's one one thousand percent fine with me, and you can do that at anybody's house you want. Um, and if you are really, really, really uh, you believe very strongly that it's immoral to eat meat because of because you don't think that animals should be killed. Um, then in that case, in my opinion, it's fine to, to be a 100% vegetarian. If you're sort of a lifestyle vegetarian where it's like, you know, I do it for health reasons and it's probably better for the environment and that kind of thing, that's totally fine. I don't have a problem with, with doing that. Uh, 
uh, I just think it is really a classy move not to make someone make an extra meal for you <laughs> in that case. Because it's not going to hurt the environment that much or your health that much if you just eat some meat because that's what somebody is cooking for dinner. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I and can, Okay. Here, I had a, an experience with this recently. I made someone at work uncomfortable who was a pescatarian. What's a pesca? That's if you only eat NPR only. reporter Mike Pesca? Yes. <laughs> um, that's fish only. Okay. Um, I was talking about how ridiculous these sub-vegetarian categories are. It uh-huh. seems ridiculous to me. The overlack, you know, overlactive, the pescatarian, you know, I feel like I've heard more, I've heard this so much. Um, I'm a vegetarian. Well, just, I eat chicken. I eat a little chicken <laughs> and a little fish, but like red meat, and I'm like, oh, this sounds like you don't like, like red meat. Like, I don't have a classification for me not liking tomatoes. Yeah, like, I don't like fish and I don't eat it, but it's not because I'm a non-fishitarian. Right, yeah. I feel like some people, like some... And if I went to somebody's house and fish was what was for dinner, well, then fish is what I'm eating for dinner. Sure, yeah. I feel like just some, like, there's certain, like, I mean, you know, people who are super into health who take their not liking of certain things and then make it, I don't know. But again, I kind of felt like an a-hole. So I I would like to hear a good argument for these classifications of almost vegetarian. Yeah. I, I heard one, one really great argument. I remember hearing in college, I was talking to a friend who was a vegan Mm -hmm. and like, why, why did you decide to become a vegan? And he said, um, and I'm not, I want to be clear. This isn't, in my opinion, the only reasonable justification for being a vegan, but it is a reasonable justification for being a vegan. I said, you know, why did you become a vegan? He said, "Uh, I really like arbitrary rules. (laughs) And he was totally real. He was being totally serious about it. The guy was also like a straight edge and... He was just like really liked having like really strong, clear rules to live his life by. And I was like, oh, that's great. And I think there are lots of other good reasons. I think do it to do it mm. for moral reasons because you, you know, what, what was that, mm, Jasper? What were nah, you? Nah, I mm, just I, I've never heard of that as for, as a reason to be to have your diet like that just because it was structured. You know, that's yeah, it's pretty serious. It's Straight edge. I'm vegan. Black socks only. Uh-huh. Exactly. Do you eat meat, Jasper? Oh, yeah. I eat pretty much everything. Man. I really like meat. Meat, I just like it so much. It's like really tastes so good. And here's the, here's the, 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 the thing I think about when uh, not just, just potential vegetarianism, but uh, eating healthy, period. It seems like to effectively do both those things, you need both a lot of time and a lot of money because mm-hmm. it's, so, uh, it's so easy to eat shittily. And especially meat. It's so, uh, you know, if you do have a job that's more than 40 hours a week or alternately don't make a lot of money. I mean, you know, kind of right now I have kind of an intense job um, that happens to make a pretty good amount of money. But for a long time I had intense jobs that, you know, didn't make a lot of money. Didn't make hardly any money. Um, So just the thought of having to go to the farmer's market or, you know, spend a lot of time making it so that green beans and broccoli are edible and then the, <laughs> the cleanup after making those edible you're talking about putting it in the microwave for three minutes specifically yes um 
I don't know. It just seemed like it wasn't a luxury that I could afford. Well, you know? I feel I feel very lucky to live in a world where it feels like uh, more as more and more people are thoughtful about this kind of thing. It certainly pressures the market to move in that direction, where it becomes easier and easier to yeah. eat that way. And that I really feel grateful for. I also feel like. The show has going, been going on for like 12,000 hours, so maybe we yes, should stop talking about vegetarianism now. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. 